Hello Libra friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Libra April 2023 astrology horoscope forecast. This is for you if Libra is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or any other placement of Libra you watch for. This is going to be part of your astrological picture and if you're a very late degree friend, so birthday is around October 15th through the rest of the sign or placements around 23 degrees through the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my Scorpio report since you very late degree friends will benefit from both readings. Wow. Okay. What a month. I'm going to give you the quick summary of the things we're going to cover and give you an idea of the crazy stuff that's going on this month. And then we'll drill down deeper into each of these. First thing to know is that we are way, wow, back in eclipse season. Eclipse season tends to bring radical changes, major hellos, major goodbyes, sometimes ones we want, sometimes ones we don't want. But it is power packed and Not only do we have the continuation of the Taurus-Scorpio eclipse cycle that started at the end of 2021 and has been coming up front and center every six months until since then, we've got the second to last Taurus-Scorpio eclipse um, energy coming through in May. So May 5th, we've got a 14 degree Scorpio lunar eclipse, which we will be feeling, you know, because the, the heat of eclipse season is four to six weeks before the actual eclipse. So all of April is in the domain of that May eclipse, which we'll talk more about in May. But just to let you know that those my stuff versus our stuff shuffling around with money and resources um, changes that have been going on are going to be continuing and very hot and heavy this month as well. And that goes until the end of 2023. So six months from, you know, this time We'll have the last ones of those. So there's a storyline that's been at play since the end of 2021, and there's another cog in the wheel of the movement along that path. Then we have, on April 19th or 20th, depending on your time zone, a new moon, black moon, solar eclipse in Aries at 29 degrees, kicking off the new Aries Libra storyline that's going to weave in at the same time. As the Taurus Scorpio one is, you know, sort of going through its last time. So from now through the end of 2025, we've got new me versus we um, experiences that are going to be highlighted. And as we always say, right, Libras are the masters of me versus we. This is, you know, what you're working with with this polarity all the time. You're especially working with it because of the planets this month, which we'll get to. But this um, astrological profile is definitely going to shuffle a lot of things around in the departments of you, yourself, your recognition, your, you know, what you're, you're doing, your personal story versus you in relationship with other people. And this is a new cycle of initiation that's beginning. The fact that it's a black moon, which a black moon is the second new moon, either in a calendar month or a zodiac sign. And it's at the 29th degree, which is like a pinnacle of something. So while we're starting something new, we're also, there's some sort of so it's like the pinnacle of the Aries energy because once it gets past 29 degrees, it goes into zero degrees of Taurus. So, you know, we're, we're talking about new beginnings in a big way from this black moon, but then we're talking about like something culminating in a really big way. So I'm calling it a cycle of initiation. And even though there may be some things that are completely brand new, the fact that the eclipse is occurring while Mercury is about to go retrograde, which is on the 21st, there's going to probably be some sort of tilt to the past, either something that recently surfaced and now is coming up in a big way, or some kind of theme, or a relationship with a certain person that came in in a time frame when we had this going on before. Okay, so end of 2013 through early 2016 was the last time we had this. Um, 
Aries Libra eclipse cycle and then early 2004 through early 2006. So just kind of think back to those times and you probably remember certain very major new relationships that started at that time, very major new experiences, the endings of old relationships that started. Um, a very, very transformational time because this is your eclipse cycle, essentially, right? So, um, you know, you're in the hot seat now, for better and worse, for the, the rest of this cycle that goes through 2025. Now, I do often have people say, oh gosh, something terrible happened in that time frame. You know, is that going to happen again? And, you know, I don't know the answer to that. This, your charts are, so, charts are so personal, I can't see everything about your chart. But what I can tell you is there were unique astrological factors occurring at that time that are not happening now. So it doesn't mean that the energies, that the same exact things that happened then will happen again. It's just more or less the themes. If you kind of just look to the themes with you versus other people and, you know, the endings of certain types of relationships, the beginning of certain types of relationships, you might find that there is, um, you know, it will give you some clues as to how this energy may manifest. Now, for, um, for Libras, this eclipse is occurring in the seventh house. All right, so not only do we have the eclipse, and this for early, middle, and late degree Libras. This eclipse is happening in the seventh house. It's opposing your sign. We also have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other placements in your seventh house. So your seventh house of partnerships this month is roaring, to, roaring and rearing to go um, because the sun, Chiron, Jupiter, star goddesses, Astrea, Vesta, Eris, for a little while longer, Mercury are all lighting up with very robust Aries energy. Could be a little reckless, could be impulsive, could be very fresh and new and exciting, could be argumentative, could be inspired, could be motivated, could be, you know, in conflict. This is the polarity of Aries energy, but however it is, it's highlighting your house of other people and your relationships with them. And I'm calling the theme of this month for you, help arrives, because if you need help with something, the odds that you'll have somebody come in, like hiring somebody or finding a perfect practitioner, this is just amazing for your interrelationships with other people. And it can be key relationships like, you know, spouses, children, bosses, employees, things like that. Or it could just be like your accountant or your lawn service person or whatever you need help with. It's so much more likely that this month that help will arrive because of not only the eclipse here, but also because of all of that rowdy energy. Now, if you're a very late degree friend, so if you've got placements 24 degrees through the rest of the sign and the closer to 29 degrees, the more you'll get this exact opposition to your Libra placement. Now, everyone will likely see intensity and notable things happening in those arenas. But if you are in a late, you know, late degree, so that's going to be like October 16th, 17th, you know, through the rest of the sign and the closer to like October 21st, 22nd, um, the more, you know, you're definitely going to see some pretty intense impact from that direct opposition. So all of those Aries energies, um, as rowdy and exciting and new as they can be, um, are opposing your Libra energy. So just know that you're going to be pulled in two different directions. You're going to be needing things and your partnerships are going to be needing things. And, you know, people in your life already are going to need things and the new people come in and you're going to have a lot of balls up in the air in the departments of me versus we. 
We also have planets moving through Taurus, which are accentuating your house of other people's money. Um, and also the Scorpio eclipse, May 5th, the 14 degree Scorpio lunar eclipse, which is very much in effect in April as well, is highlighting that sector. And Venus is there too. Uranus is there with surprises. We've got transiting North Node, so keys to your highest expression in this lifetime are all having to do with other people's money or your shared resources. So if you need a loan, if you need to settle debt, if you need to deal with um, you know, getting credit, you need to deal with taxes or some kind of financial assistance or angel money you know, for starting a business, capital, those kind of things, this is a, an epic time for those types of resources and also winnings. You know, I'm not definitely not an advocate of gambling, um, but buying a lotto ticket every once in a while, if you can afford to do that, is not the end of the world. But um, so, you know, you might find a little extra luck there since Venus is transiting there and Uranus, the planet of surprises and things coming out of the blue, are also is also traveling there. Okay, so let's talk about the difference between April 1st through April 7th and what happens after April 7th. From February, March into the first week of April, we had that beautiful open period full of direct only stars. When planets move direct, it's all about moving forward, clarity, making big decisions, new stuff, launches, anything that you want oomph for now and for a long time. The retrograde energy starts April 7th. We start to slide into retrograde, Mercury retrograde, which officially begins April 21st. But those two weeks, we're sort of moving into that position of retrograde. And retrograde energies bring us inward and backward rather than forward and perspective. It's retrospective. So plans that were made for most of April are likely going to be changed or called into question. If you schedule a bunch of stuff in April and some of that can be avoided, try to avoid it. Only schedule what you absolutely have to, um, you know, unless your intuition tells you otherwise, because you're probably going to spend a lot of time rescheduling things that you try to schedule in that time. So just do yourself a favor so that you're not calling up people, you know, rescheduling things for half the day when you know, because I'm already telling you that a lot of things are going to shift around. So things that tend to work really well um, for the retrograde time, which is April 7th and onward, is or are um, things that are last minute. So like you leave your schedule clear so that you can deal with things that come up, right? And then someone says, hey, you want to go to this concert tonight? Oh, great. I happen to have been unscheduled because a wise astrologer told me to do that. <laughs> and then you have it. Or like a last minute trip. Someone's like, hey, I got this ticket to, um, you know, wherever. Like one time, um, it was kind of a while ago now, but I won on, on the radio. I was like caller number seven or whatever. And I won his tickets to this concert, a private concert. Um, oh no, I, I won a CD and then and then they put me in a drawing to win like tickets to a private concert to meet um, a famous singer and then go to LA. And then I won that trip. <laughs> so that was like super last minute all of a sudden, like, hey, guess what? You're going to LA and you have a plus one. You know, so someone might have a plus one and invite you, especially with that energy of other people's money and surprises and, you know, so leave room for last minute magic. And not only do we want to keep ourselves as unscheduled as possible in this retrograde time, so April 7th and onward, because things are going to come up that you need to address. And that is the thing that happens with retrograde. So all of a sudden the car is clunking, making clunking noises. The dishwasher stops working. 
your phone, you know, doesn't call out or whatever. So appliances and devices and transportation mechanisms might start going haywire and you might find yourself at appointments, you know, last minute now trying to address those things. So just leave room for last minute magic and things that have to be dealt with. And it's also not a great time for future planning unless you're doing like kind of general dreams and general manifesting and, you know, quiet prayer and self-reflection. But trying to make a plan for certain dates in the future when you're in an actual retrograde is also something that's challenging and it's not as well indicated. But making future plans for future times when there aren't retrogrades during a time when there's not a retrograde is the best bet. Okay, so, you know, if you've got to do some summer travel plans, try to get those wrapped up by April 7th, if it's in your flow to do that. Okay, so let's talk about Mars. Mars had been in fellow air sign Gemini from August 2022 through March 2023, so you had lots of blessings from um, from that going on, but you probably also had a lot of vacillation, going back and forth, confusion, um, you know, not being able to pick between two choices, scatteredness, because, you know, Mars and Gemini tends to bring that. And now at the end of March, we have Mars moving into a water sign, which squares your placement. So there's a little pressure there. So from now through some time in May, you've got like pressure in your workspace where emotions might run high because of the energy in Cancer. Okay, so... You, you may notice that something's happening in that way, but also what you might see is you're very, very focused on work because Mars, wherever it is in the chart, is like, I call it the border collie of the zodiac because it can make you obsessive in those areas. So whether you're being forced to be obsessive about your work or career or something involving your parents or father figures, or whether you're voluntarily like obsessed with researching new jobs or obsessed with figuring out how to educate for a new career or obsessed with getting ahead with, you know, your work, then Mars is, is probably, you know, it's probably going to do that in some way where there's some level of like passionate focus being put towards your workspace. And since that makes a square to your placement, you know, it shows us it might be a little bit of pressure. Pressure doesn't have to be a bad thing. Pressure is what makes diamonds. Pressure is what makes manifestation. You know, if you imagine like the energy of birthing a human, like that's a lot of pressure that goes on, right? To birth a human from the ethereal plane into the, into the th- third dimension here. I mean, that's what's going on. So you've got this like, it, this pressure, but it could be something positive. It's just something you have to work through at this time. Okay, so if you really want to align with the natural rhythms of the universe, I've given you a lot to um, to go with, with you know, the direct and retrograde energies as far as this month. Um, if you want the whole calendar for the, for the year of 2023, where I show you the spaces, you know, that you've got launch energies and when the energies are coming backwards and when they're going forward so that you have it for your planning purposes for the rest of the year, then go to AnnieBAstrology.com, Annie, the letter B, astrology.com, and sign up for my exclusive content portal, and you'll find my um, 2023 direct retrograde calendar there. And I also explain more about what it's good to do during the direct stars and what it's it's good to do during the retrograde stars. Okay, so now I'm going to give you just a couple of dates and aspects of note that you can put down in your calendar to be ready for. Um, If you like to know the important aspects and dates, the most notable ones, then you will love my sweet and salty um, and 
positive and challenging and neutral aspect summary that I write for my email list. And you can sign up for that at AnnieHelpsYou.com. AnnieHelpsYou.com is also the interface for all of my free work I do for you each month. So besides horoscopes, which are done on YouTube and syndicated to podcast, I also write written horoscopes and I have lots of other Astrology Kissed blogs. And when you sign up for my free email newsletter, you also get access to my 28-day virtual coaching program called Shine. Okay, so you can do that at AnnieHelpsYou.com. And then you'll get the write-up of the um, dates of note and what you may expect from them, a more complete list that I'm going to give you here. All right, so a couple of dates of note. Let's start with um, the days around April 3rd. Mercury's going to square Pluto. Square is a challenging aspect. It can bring some powerful news, ego clashes. Um, So just kind of be ready for that. The days around April 5th, we've got a full moon in your sign, okay? So this is always a big deal when we've got a new moon or full moon in our sign or opposing our sign, and you have both this month. You've got the eclipse opposing your sign and the full moon in your sign. So fullness, completion, fruition, drama, for better or worse, coming to relationships in the early part of the month. And the closer you are to 16 degrees, the more you're going to see direct impact from that um, That. Uh, full moon. So we'll say 11 degrees through 21 degrees and the closer to 16 degrees, the more notable you'll, you know, experience that notably you'll experience that. So we'll say that's like October 1st through October 11th and the closer to around October 5th or 6th, the more you'll see the impact from that. April 7th, the open window of direct stars shifts into retrograde. And from April 7th through April 21st, we've got the shadow period of impending Mercury retrograde. April 11th, we've got the sun making a great aspect with Jupiter. It can be a day of luck, um, expansion. Sometimes drama can come in there that isn't the best because, you know, Jupiter can be a little mischievous sometimes, but for the most part, it's called the great benefic. And when the sun amplifies the Jupiterian energies, a lot of times that's, you know, big in a very positive way. And that's going to be at 21 degrees. So again, this is in the sign opposing yours. And you will feel that regardless of what placement labor you are. But if you're between 16 degrees and 26 degrees, then you'll feel that most in the closer to 21 degrees. The more you will feel that. So that will relate to like October 5th or 6th through October 15th or 16th. And the closer to around October 11th, the more that hits you directly. April 19th or 20th, we've got the new moon, black moon, solar eclipse at 29 degrees of Aries. Then April 21st, I explained before, Mercury will actually go retrograde. And that is through May 15th. And then the post-shadow period clears May 30th. Then we've got on April 27th, Mars in Cancer, squaring Chiron. So just kind of look out for some little bumps there with family or with housing. It just kind of may go right to your core or be a little raw. But then there's the blessing that comes April 29th where that same Mars in Cancer now makes a nice aspect with Uranus and possibly a nice sweet surprise or outcome um, or healing from the drama that may have come up. If you love how I teach astrology and you want to learn, go to loomlife.com, L-U-M-E, life.com. See my astrology basics course if you just want to get started with the basics. If you want to go deeper or do astrology professionally and earn money from it, Take my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course. If you think I put a lot into my free work, which I have been doing monthly without any um, 
without any skipping for 10 years, then you will love my course. And my course just keeps building um, and growing. And it really helps to prepare you to earn money from your love of the stars. So you can see that at my school. And all these links are also underneath the podcast, the notes underneath the podcast or the video. But you can go to the direct link at beastropro.com, beastropro.com. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month.